Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. Marie, she's back. Troy, he's still here. <laughs> My gosh, Marie, it's so good to have you back. And now we're technically open again, which I don't really kind of know the difference between how that was yesterday and today because it all kind of still feels the same. But yay, so great today. Yeah, I mean, this is, God. I mean, it, it is absolutely crazy that to me that you can just walk into any business in, in California right now without a mask on. You know, that baseball stadiums are going to fall, going to fill shoulder to shoulder. I'm happy about this. And I hope the, the caseloads stay down. I mean, I can't imagine anybody not being happy about this. I mean, I'm kind of shocked. There's a there's a part of me that does, isn't is not accepting of a new reality yet. You know, I'm like, is this really happening? Do we get to go back to normal? Like, I don't know how to do that. I haven't been normal in so long. I'm like, I've been afraid to walk out of my damn house. You know, so I'm just, I'm, I'm, I cannot wait. You know, I'm going to be like, just, I'm going to be going to a ton of different restaurants. I'm vaccinated. I, I'm going to pray for the best. And I think I'm going to be fine. I, I'm, I'm really, really genuinely excited. How are you feeling, Marie? Are you tepid? Um, well, I do feel a bit socially awkward. Well, I'm always awkward, but um, <laughs> you know, after um, living a certain way and getting used to the new normal, it has been an adjustment. But I've been I've been going out and I feel okay um, at at restaurants and I feel okay uh, visiting friends and family that are also fully vaccinated. But I don't know how I'd feel about going to a ball game. Um, I also don't know how I'd feel about um, honestly even the grocery store. And I kind of like wearing the mask, to be honest, you know, resting at her face, I can just hide it. And people don't know what I'm thinking or feeling. <laughs> it's come in handy at work meetings sometimes, you know, um, and, and the mask, the, the mask kind of feels like a security blanket um, in a way, but so I've, I've been slowly not wearing it as much. I'm with you on, on the whole not wearing the mask in places. It feels very strange to go into a grocery store. Like, and isn't it really kind of up to the grocery store's discrepancy if you need to wear one or not? Or is it, I don't know. I think there's like a lot of things I'm just confused with about how this whole reopening really works. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a, a few spot, spots, grocery gro store, a crowded indoor space where you're going to see me still wearing a mask for sure. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite there. I just want to see how these and numbers go out. And that telephone that you just heard ringing, that is the telephone of our special guest. <laughs> oh, and he just ran away. <laughs> who, just, who just became more special as I, I just turned the phone. I'm in my restaurant office and uh, reminded me that the phone needs to be turned down, which it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is the voice of Barry Robbins, founder of Milton's Delicatessen. So cool to have you on. We've been trying to get you on forever. This is so rad. Yeah, it's awesome. And at least, you know, we do have one to go customer as proven by the phone. So <laughs> we're, we're thriving. He, is, is he asking for money to go? Is it a bill collector? I hope not. <laughs> I hope it's in order. But, you know, June, June has always been our worst month of the year for 25 years because of the fair, the Del Mar Fair. So I don't know what to expect this year because now... As you're saying, everyone's free as of today. So we're thinking it's going to get a lot of people coming back out. And then we've got the fair, which is open. So we will see. 
we'll see what now goes this, on. Huh? This is really interesting to me, and we're going to get back to Barry. And we're going to do a full um, interview, and we're gonna, after we do hot plates. But because you just mentioned that, I want to get, get out that question. So, if you don't know Milton's, you sh- um, you obviously haven't lived in San Diego very long because it's a it's a classic. It is a San Diego classic. It is in the Flower Hill Promenade. Is that the full correct name, Barry? That's it. That is correct. Flower Hill Promenade, right off of Vida La Valle, right by the racetrack. Uh, great deli. Um, it's been there since what year, Barry? 95. Since 1995. Now, I, the track is bad for you, huh? I would think that all those. No, people, the, the fair, the Del Mar I mean, Fair. The Del Mar Fair is bad for you? I would think all those people, oh, they only eat at the fair. Yeah. And, the, and then other people avoid the traffic. So the locals stay away because the traffic and the people that attend eat, tend to eat there. So it uh, equals vacation time in June. Interesting. All right. For, well, then for our employees. All right. Well, Barry's on vacation for Milton's. Um, we're yeah. going to get back to this uh, Milton's story because they are the creators of what became the ultimate pandemic chip. I, I would say <laughs> the, the, the like I would see the actual official chip of the pandemic. I mean, for me personally, at least, and I think most Americans across across the U.S. Um, but we'll get back to that. Let's do hot plates, David. I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. And let's talk about one of all of our favorite spots in town. Juniper Ivy and Ivy have a new executive chef. And he's kind of a big deal. Um, Jason Franey, he's coming to San Diego from 11 Madison Park in New York. So 11 Madison is a three-starred Michelin restaurant. Uh, Jason also worked for many years at Canlis in Seattle, where he was named Best New Chef by Food & Wine Magazine. He was also a finalist for the James Beard Award uh, three times. He'll be coming on later this month. And Anthony Wells, who's been Juniper and Ivy's executive chef since its inception, he was promoted to culinary director. So when they announced his promotion, the restaurant launched a nationwide search for a new executive chef. We're excited to welcome Jason to town. And also, you know, what this means for our dining scene, if somebody's willing to relocate from New York City for this opportunity, I think this says a lot about what the city has to offer. Yeah, I mean, this is huge. I mean, Mike Rosen, who owns Juniper and Ivy, um, does not mess around. He, he does not skimp any um, cost to make it as great of a dining experience as he possibly can. And getting Franey, I mean, Ken Lee, 11 Madison Park. I mean, these are uh, some of the biggest names in, in restaurants across the U.S. And I mean, and, and names are names. But I mean, when you have those kinds of restaurants with that kind of pedigree, like in order to work your way up there, like you have to put in your time. You have to know your skills. Like you cannot slack. You know, you cannot sleep. You, I mean, that, this is going to be a fantastic, fantastic chef overseeing one of the marquee spots in little italy you know i mean little italy's ascent just continues to go with this kind of this acquisition you know and, and i think that you're going to start seeing a lot more chefs like this come to san diego i think there's um you know as everybody during the pandemic wanted to move out of the big cities the big crowded cities into two places like san diego that weren't quite as crowded we have that suburban sprawl that we talked about i think you're going to see a lot more professionals do that too we're going to see a lot more tech we're going to see a lot more chefs we're going to see a lot more san diego is going to blow up post pandemic for sure you know it's just um, whether or not you know us writers and editors will be able to afford to live here we'll see (laughs) to bd fingers crossed (laughs) yeah el camino in little italy is expanding 
So it's actually um, getting made over into a new concept. So it's going to be called oh. Camino Riviera. So it'll still be a Mexican restaurant, but this one will be a quote unquote uh, Tulum inspired. We got that from What Now San Diego. So SDCM, the same company that owns Kettner Exchange, they're the ones taking over the space. And the new menu is coming from Chef Ryan Redzikowski. So El Camino has been closed for a while. And if you've been, you'll remember the back patio. It had really cool murals and it's directly under the flight path in Little Italy. So I'm glad to see that this is going to be turned into a new space. Barry, you've been around for a couple of years. I mean, what's your impressions of Little Italy and why didn't you ever open up a Milton's there? You know, <clears throat> Little Italy is amazing because I, you know, grew up in Chicago and am used to a big city feel and life. And, you know, the one thing about San Diego, when I would have friends come out, they would be like, where is everybody? Like, you know, there's no one out. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, they're, they're at the beach or they're in their car, but they're not on the street. But then you go to Little Italy and it looks like Chicago, New York. It's vibrant and it's, it's awesome. I mean, I, I love, and yeah, I think a Milton's would thrive there. I mean, it's just so many people. Nice, nice. Oh, I mean, you imagine that you've, you've seen it. How long have you been? You're from Chicago. When did you move to San Diego? In 78. In 78. 77, 70, actually 77. And we had a little uh, Chicago, it was called Chicago Brothers Pizza. Oh, I remember it. As a native, I remember this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they opened it with two friends uh, right out of college and had a little place in La Mesa. And it's, we got reviewed on one uh, local news. And from that point on, we, we, um, it just kind of took off from this one review from the, his name was Jack White at Channel 10. Oh, Jack White. Oh, he was a newscaster he, that did all the food stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he was like our hero. He, or, he did it. And uh, literally, we had to take the phones off the hook there. It was a Friday afternoon, about five o'clock, five o'clock news. We had to take the phones off the hook. We could not keep up with all the orders. It was unbelievable. And that really kicked us off. And we thankfully got busy and opened a few more restaurants. And then we went into uh, frozen pizza, got into Price Club Costco. We had Tommy Lasorda as our spokesman. We just grew it up, did Italian food. And then we sold that in 1992. And then in 95. Barry, this is my favorite story. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I mean, but the fact that a local newscaster back in the seven, yeah. or 80s could go to a, a spot and, and talk about it and it would absolutely blow up a business where you're now having Tommy Lasorda, the legendary yep. Dodgers manager as your spokesperson. Imagine a local news station and nothing against local news because I love local news, but I mean, there's so many media outlets now. Imagine if a local news anchor could go down and do that to a business right now. I just I, yeah, there's so much, so much has changed with the, the, you know, the options on TV and all that. But yeah, totally true. And it was, it was just amazing the impact he had on on us. So yeah, and his wife uh, Lynn's dead, and she ran the the San Diego Blood Bank. So great couple, great San Diego couple. 
That's awesome. 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 All right. We're going to get back to this story. David, what are Marie? Where are we at? Where are we at now? Uh, last is, uh, we just have some quick good news that the California restaurant association is giving some love to some San Diego restaurants. It did. So they recently came up with the grant program where five restaurants in the state would each get $25,000 to help their business. So two of the five restaurants are from San Diego and they're also friends of the podcast. So Doggo's Goose and uh, Rolling Roots are the two local businesses that received the grant. Um, they've been on the show before, but if you're not familiar, Rolling Roots is a vegan food truck in Kearney Mesa and Doggo's Goose um, is a Sonoran hot dog stand in Imperial Beach. And this is a really fun kind of fact. So earlier this week, all the restaurant owners were surprised yesterday by Troy's good friend, Guy Fieri. He told them on Guy's Restaurant Reboot that they won the grant. So it was a total, it was a total surprise. So congratulations hmm. to Doggo's Goose and Rolling Roots. That is That's awesome. awesome. And, and what I would like to say is, hi, Guy, because obviously he listened to our podcast. So, <laughs> you know, I just, if you're at home listening right now, Guy, and, and you're, you know, like a very nice place, by the way, in Santa Rosa, um, I just like to say, I hope you're doing well today. Um, today we have Milton's on. You can also um, check out Milton's. Um, hi, Guy. <laughs> I, I'm taking full credit for all of this i mean san diego magazine turned guy fieri on to all this stuff i want to know how what the application process for this looked like to only give five restaurants in the whole state this grant i mean to have two be in san diego is pretty remarkable i know i i don't know if that was what are we talking about like a giant hat how are we talking i think you know names in a hat i, I don't know <laughs> And that is your hot plates for you this week. Marie does put up a blog post on sandiegomagazine.com every week where you can check that out. And we want to hear from you, our listeners. Uh, you want to recommend any guests? Want to tell us what the application process was for the grant? Um, <laughs> anyone you want to see on the show? Give us a call, 619-744-0535 and leave us a voicemail. Or you can email us at happyhalfhour at sdmag.com. And you can also use both of those numbers if you want to sponsor this fine show. Uh, we have a wonderful sponsor next week. We will be, we'll be doing this live in person, guys. We're going to be oh doing this in God. person next week. Yes. At Ballast that Point at the, uh, their um, home brew mart. I can't be more excited. Home brew mart. It's like sure. the... Yeah, and Homebrew Mart is like the, that's kind of like the big bang of craft beer. It was like the grocery, little grocery store that started everything in craft beer in San Diego. Ballast Point came out of there. Greg from Stone, like, I think, did he work there? Or I, I forget. But anyways, yeah, we'll need is, to ask him. It is a legendary spot. Definitely. Yeah, hit us up. And while he's been with us this whole time, once again, we just want to welcome Barry Robbins, founder of Milton's Delicatessen Restaurant and Bakery in Del Mar. It's an iconic New York style deli, and this year is celebrating its 27th anniversary. Not only are they famous for their Reuben sandwiches and desserts, but also the bread used for the sandwiches. Milton's multi-grain bread is in, sold in stores, and they also founded a popular popular line of Milton's crackers and pita chips that are sold nationwide. The famous bread was developed by Chef Claire Allison and the founder of Claire's on Cedros in Solana Beach. That is a lot of really delicious, delicious gluten right there. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. And yep. gluten-free uh, gluten crackers. A lot of those. 
Now, all right, now, Barry, okay, now we got to get the big shark out of the way first. I have to admit that when this summer, um, or, or I mean, during the pandemic, those gluten-free Milton's chips, I, I, I lived off of them. I, I absolutely lived on them. You, could buy, you can buy 17 million of them in a single bag at Costco. And Costco was like the, you know, it was like the, um, you know, feeding trough for the pandemic for Americans. So I would go in there and I'd get those things. And only after a while did I put two and two together. I was driving by Milton's. I was like, I wonder if they're connected. And sure enough, I looked it up. I'm like, oh my God, you invented those crackers. That is the official cracker of the pandemic. I mean, you and your your staff and Claire and everybody else. Sure, sure. Um, so give us the story of of how you invented those. Were they a big hit off the off the shelf? How you got them into Costco? You sold the, the company. Give us a whole story of that. Yeah. So as I was telling you before, it started with the pizza and the Italian line, the Chicago Brothers line. So we had already had introductions into Costco, Price Club, the Sam's Warehouse Club, etc. So when we opened Milton's, Claire was a neighbor and she wanted a job in the bakery. So my partner David and I um, had her start off with us. And just like we did with the pizza, it was like, you know, our number one item out of our restaurant, we started to see people loving this bread. So it's like, Let's go back to Costco. So our niche became to mass market like the best selling items out of our restaurant, using the restaurant as like a live laboratory, if you will. So I took it in one day, literally with a, a toaster, some butter and the bread. And I oh. got an appointment with the buyer because, you know, they knew who I was from Chicago Brothers. And she was like, this is the most unorganized presentation ever. I didn't have prices. <laughs> I had nothing. But she said, but it is great bread. So thankfully, the bread carried me and she put us in a few clubs. And the rest was history. I mean, it just took off. It became the number one selling bread. And then actually, it was my idea a couple of years into it because we started making hamburger buns and a few other items off of the formula. And I was like, I think crack crackers is next. So again, we had the connections. We got the the easy appointment and the buyer was a actually became a friend in the Los Angeles region took it to him his name was John Egan and he said I love it you know how when can you get when can you get it done so we sourced our co-packer and we started making the crackers and yeah they be, they became bigger than the bread so kudos to your taste buds you're right I mean they're it's a, <laughs> it's a massive seller and like you we get people in the restaurant often that are from another you know, part of the country and they're like, is this the same Milton's as the bread I get in Costco or the crackers I get? And like, yeah, this is the one and only. So it's kind of kind of cool that, and we try to market that way that we are one and the same, but a lot of people have you know yet to put the connection together, but yeah. Explain it's to just, me. It's it's us. Now, now this is this is so interesting to me. All right, so he's in Chicago. You came from Chicago. You came to San Diego. Explain to us how it, like crucial it was in the early days of San Diego, especially to get into Costco and Price Club to get a partner like that. It was yeah. It was you know like m most things a, a lot of luck and timing, but our 
our second, our, actually our third restaurant, Chicago Brothers, was in Pacific Beach on uh, Mission Bay Drive, right off of Garnett. And luckily enough, the first Price Club opened on Marina Boulevard. Mm-hmm. That was the very first Price Club. So they used to have meetings at our restaurant for lunch. And then so they got to know our pizza. And I went to Big Bear, which was a local market at the time, and got the pizza started just in a local Big Bear market. But then uh, maybe five, six months later, I literally got a call from Price Club and they're like, how would you like to sell your pizza with us? And we we were actually the first frozen item in Price Club. No. Ever, yeah, very hmm. first pro- frozen food was Chicago Brothers Pizza. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, we were lucky enough to be a mile away from their store. They they knew us. They used to eat lunch there and just gave us a call. And so you, you want to partner up. And then they did help us. They said, why don't you make a thin pizza? Why don't you make a lasagna? And they kind of helped us grow and grow and grow. So, it was, you know, and to this day, what a, what a great partner. They're, they're amazing. I, how hard is that though? You are a, I mean, it sounds like you're a businessman. It sounds like you, I mean, I mean, obviously passionate about food for sure, but I mean, it sounds like you have a keen mind for business, but how, as a small pizza place, how overwhelming was it to get an order like that? I mean, obviously price club and Costco back then was not as massive as massive as it is now, but it still must've been a little overwhelming, right? It was big. And don't forget, you know, I had, two partners I started with and then a fourth friend from, you know, all the way back to grammar school. He was a practicing attorney in Chicago and then came out here, loved it, started practicing in San Diego, liked what we were doing and he ended up joining us. So I had some very bright partners that helped me along. And yeah, we, you know, we started with a little factory and ended up having 500 employees on Miramar Road. So it, it really grew to be a very big business. And then, you know, jumping to the bread, we did a completely different model because as you know, bread has a, a short shelf life, whereas frozen pizza is like a year. Forever. Apocalypse, yeah. But yeah, but the <laughs> bread, so we had to, which was kind of nice, we, we had to source out bakeries that were fresh in the market. So we ended up with 20 bakeries making our formula and having a royalty so that the bread could always be delivered fresh in that local market. So we, and the second, you know, as the bread company, we had about 25 employees as opposed to 500 employees, mm-hmm. but we had 20 bakeries representing us. So different model, yeah. you know, both good results, but yeah, it was kind of interesting that way. So 20 to 25 bakeries all yeah. cranking out your bread across San yeah. Diego. Across the across the country. Across we even country. got into um, into Germany. We got into the military. So we were in bases around the world. Yeah, it was pretty cool to, to watch it grow and never even dreamt of it. You know, when we were just in college talking about bringing Chicago style pizza out West because my brother, older brother moved down and said, there's no good pizza. Never dreamt of frozen pizza, never dreamt of a deli, never dreamt of a bread, but it kind of all evolved and very fortunate. 
Now, and for San Diego, I mean, I remember Chicago Brothers Pizza. I was born in 1973, and I grew up in San Diego in the 80s. Sure. You know, so, of course, we re I remember it. Uh, you guys are from Chicago. And, and what, what was it about Chicago Brothers Pizza that made it special? I mean, what? You know, they didn't. Back in the late 70s, there really was, it didn't exist, the deep dish pizza. Everyone knew the thin. There wasn't any, you know, great pizza, at least in our opinion. Chicago's kind of known for its pizza. and. Yeah you know, it's food in general, but, you know, we brought the deep dish and, uh, and it had kind of a price shock too, because even back in the day, our large pizza, the brother special, we called it, it was close to $20 and people were like for a pizza, you know, they were used to five, $6 and like, you know, this it weighed six pounds. So like, you know, this is just pizza. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, this is like a pie. So, you know, and we still sell it frozen here in the, at Milton's in the freezer case make the dough and everything so it was really it's a really really good pizza and as i say we kind of pioneered it and then others came and now there's there's lefties in, in uh, hillcrest and yep. they're doing pizza and there was bj's for a while and i think they're still somewhere but yeah, yeah. back in the day we were we were the ones that kind of got it going out west so all right so you have these pizza uh, joints do you are you making frozen pizzas or is that an art you had to learn when costco so, said yeah well the, so we had the store in la mesa and we opened at four o'clock and it was like what are we gonna do all day you know we're paying rent and that's when the kind of light bulb went on and i was like let's let's try frozen so Really, and then went to Big Bear and met this guy Gilo Matera, who was amazing. Took took us under his wing, and helped us get the whole program going. But we used to make the pizza at the restaurant, you know, in the morning, and bake it off. And had a little truck took it over there. I mean, if you bought it fast enough, that frozen pizza was still warm. That that's no how we were. You know, we were so new and novices at it, and then. Right. We opened a little factory on Mission Gorge and it grew and then we went to Miramar Road. So, you know, like anything else, it was baby steps and yeah. we learned our trade and got into the and then when we got into the school lunch business, that's when we actually got acquired because we were going kind of getting into Schwan Foods, who's like the Tony's pizza, they're like the largest pizza maker out of Minnesota. Okay. Okay. So we were kind of getting into their bidding and stuff, and they were like, maybe it's better we buy them. So we kind of became uh, an acquisition that, that they wanted to have. And so we ended up selling it in, in 92. So we were 15 years of growing it before we, um, we took the check. Was that ever, I mean, and congratulations. I mean, that's what every young, young entrepreneur wants, you know I mean? You have an idea, you want to grow it to scale, you know, hopefully somebody buys you too. And, you know, you, you can, you can make good or you continue doing it your whole life, whatever. There's different ways. Yeah. Some people have exit strategies. Some people don't, you know, but did you ever imagine that you'd be in one of the largest pizza makers in the country bidding no, for you? <laughs> and then to do, to do it twice was like, you know, like I say, incredible amount of luck and, great partners. A lot of things went right. You know, Tommy Lasorda was just, he was, you remember him. He was so cool. He was Italian. He loved food. He ended up doing a commercial for us and he was on in Sports Illustrated. He happened to be interviewing him and they showed him with our pizza box. And, you know, again, in the lucky break, but 
you know, he added a lot of credibility to the brand. And just like you say, a lot of things fell into place, but a lot of hard work and here we are. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Um, I am dressed on behalf of San Diego. I'm drastically disappointed in you on having a Dodger um, as your spokesperson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and I, I, I'm sorry, we're having a bad connection now. I'm going to need to go. Um, no, I'm no just I get it. But remember, <laughs> we, we were a national brand. So we, we were we our roots are here. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But I mean, so here you are with Tommy Lasorda. Were you ever on set? Fil- were you on set filming with yeah. him? He, yeah, he was great. You know, he, he would do one appearance a year. We did a um, we did a pizza eating contest in Los Angeles and we had these judges and he he was a celebrity judge. This was before he bought in. But um, we did we compared our frozen pizza against local pizza restaurants in Los Angeles to see how we would fare against fresh pizza. And we did, we did pretty darn good, but it was just, um, and then when he came on, yeah, I mean, we did the commercial spent a few times. He took us to some games. We were in the dugout. It was, it was really cool. And then awesome. And that's gotta be like Pedro Guerrero, Ron say Steve Sachs, Steve Garvey era. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. A lot of good players. Good years. And oh. yeah, this was eighties, uh, eighties oh. Dodgers. Uh, David, I see, uh, David, you're getting excited. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Let's say the average sentence is about 15 words or so. How many of those were cuss words that came out of his mouth on average? Yeah. Tommy, Tommy was, <laughs> He's a classic. He's a great storyteller. You know, he, he would sit there. We had a few dinners and he just kept everybody going. He was he's 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 a fun guy and, and a good, yeah. you know, good, smart businessman. And what a what a loyal, loyal Dodger he was. I guess. Well, he died about a year ago now. Yeah. Yes, now, all right. So let's bring this modern times. So obviously you've had success. Chicago Brothers Pizza was a massive success in, in, in San Diego in the 80s. You know, you sell that off. You know, you have Milton's, you get in the bread business and obviously you've done well. You did really amazingly well with that, created the official pitch chip of the pandemic. Um, but the, you know, where are you at now with Milton's? I mean, anybody who knows, I mean, San Diego knows Milton's Bakery. I mean, it's a kind of an iconic building there in Flower Hill Promenade right off the five. You know, and then you had Claire as a baker slash partner. Um, and then she went off to do Claire's on Cedros, which is a fantastic, well-loved restaurant. I understand she came back with you. Is she back now or no, she's not? She, uh, that was one of the uh, casualties of the pandemic. She, she, she was with me. We kind of did a little bit of uh, her flair onto our menu okay. and, um, we're kind of working towards that end. And then came the COVID and she, um, she was, she just was not willing to work through it at all. She had some family concerns, et cetera. So that was, that was the end of Claire. So she was with me for about a year and I learned, you know, I learned a lot and saw some, some of her approaches, even though, I mean, she was with me for 10 years before she went on to Claire's at Cedro. So yeah. we, we were good friends and we always were. And she's um, part-time. She bought a house in uh, Utah. Okay. So she's going to be a half-time resident. So yeah, that era is over. And my partner, David, my dear friend and partner forever, he retired fortuitously like a couple years ago. So <laughs> 
I was left to this wonderful year by myself, which was, you know, I, I've had partners my whole business life for since, you know, 77. So 35 years, I, I yeah. had partners and then I'm alone like a year and then I have to go through this. So thankfully I have an amazing staff here. I have Maria, my general manager and Eddie and, you know, managers, people that have been with me since we opened. Yeah. So they stayed by me and, you know, we got through it and, you know, thankfully we got some government assistance as you mentioned before. And, you know, as tough as it was and the restrictions were so tough in San Diego. Yeah. But I have to say that they did come through financially to at least help us pay the bills and, and, and stay afloat. And we thankfully had a lot of loyal customers that, just made a point to tell me, you know, hang in there and we're going to keep coming and, you know, we're not going to let you close. And it was very gratifying. I mean, really was touching. And um, it was, it was, as you know, I don't have to tell you, it was a scary time being at work yeah. and I'm 67. I, I was scared and I didn't want to bring it home. I didn't want to mm -hmm. get it. And, you know, a few employees started getting it. So, I mean, I, I was like, wow, this, this is, this was tough, but yeah, thankfully it's a new day. So we, yeah, we got through it. You know, it's interesting. I mean, it, it sounds like you came full circle a little bit. You know, I mean, you started off as just, you know, um, a guy with his friends, you know, wanting to do a, good, a better pizza. And then you grow a big company, a massive company, 500 employees, you know, and then you build another massive company. And then after all that, it's you in the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the restaurant. Back, yeah. to, back to the beginning, working, you know, washing dishes, doing whatever I had to do because not to sound corny, but it was true. It was hard getting a lot of people were making more money staying home. Yeah. And it was very tough to get people in that were scared, this and that. So the few of us that were willing to come in, we had to basically do whatever we had to do to, to stay open. Yeah. And it was like, I was stressed when we were slow and then I was stressed when we got busy because we yeah. didn't have a lot of people. Right. So I was like, I don't know which I, I, I don't have a way. I don't have a calm way here. It's like really tough. So, but I know I wasn't alone. A lot of people did a lot worse and everyone in the restaurant industry. So we all kind of got through it. All right. So I have two more questions for you. I don't want to keep you all day because I realize you have an operating business to run. Um, but the two, two questions are, uh, first, I want to hear about your fridge, the fridge up front in Milton's, because as we know, you've used your business for one of the biggest acquisitions of a pizza empire ever, one of the biggest acquisitions of a chip and bread company ever. And now what are you R&Ding? I understand there's a fridge up front. There you is. R&Ding in your new product. We know that the next big thing is in there somewhere. Well, there's two that I, I, have, I have hopes for, which I presented and I had to get through COVID because they weren't doing any um, demos. Okay. So it's our 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 turkey pot pie, which we made homemade, our shell, the, it's incredible, and our banana pudding. Both really amazingly good customers. Again, you know, they tell me and they, and they love it. So let's hope you see those out there. And uh, that's, yeah, that's what's in the, that's in the freezer. 
Well, I, I would imagine that. So when you go into Milton's in Del Mar, which hopefully you will now because they are a San Diego institution and they just do a damn good product. But we look at that. Look at that little uh, fridge. Or look at that case that you told me about. Right. Yeah. There's a case yeah. there where it's got that next big thing there. And then finally, your son, your son is in Forbes. Yes. Your, your, your son is in Forbes magazine. Tell us about your son. And is it? Yes. Well, thank you. Um, Robbie Robbins. So he, um, he went to school in Colorado and graduated on entrepreneurship and came to Milton's. And after about six months, he's like, this isn't for me, dad. It's too, it's too big. It's too much. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I get, I get it. So long story short, friend of ours, um, loved this place in LA called Diddy Reese. Mm -hmm. And they had these cookie ice cream sandwiches in there. And I'm not exaggerating. They line up 50 to 100 deep in Westwood to get yeah. this cookie and ice cream. So told him about it. And he's like, yeah, that, you know, and it's 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 not nearly as difficult either. I mean, all businesses are, but whatever. It's 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 simpler concept. So he liked the idea, found a great location in Pacific Beach and started the cookies and ice cream. It's called the Baked Bear. And he started about five years ago with his partner, Shane. And now they have, I believe, 32 locations. Uh, he, he started a franchise. So he has just the one company owned in PB, which does, you know, it does great business. And um, my daughter, Katie, is, is his general manager. And... Yeah, he just opened his 32nd in uh, on the Jersey Shore. So pretty My cool. God. Very proud. Very proud. Wow. Has he opened one in Chicago? No, no. He's got okay. one. Uh, yeah, New York. Well, was, well tell him to cool. get on it. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Barry, thanks for joining us. Tell us, tell everyone where they can, uh, best way to order from you guys, any kind of social media things, anything like that you want to plug? Thank you. Yeah, so it's uh, miltonsdeli.com for our website. Uh, we use all the, not all, but the delivery services, DoorDash and Postmates and Grubhub. We specialize in catering. If you ever have an event from birth to, to the end of time, we, we do it all and everything in between. And um, yeah, so it's a, we make our own pastries and breads. And it's, you know, it's a real home cooking type of restaurant. We don't, we don't buy frozen food. We make everything fresh, a lot of prep. And yeah, we'd love to have you do breakfast, lunch, and dinner all day. And we'd love you to visit us in Del Mar. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks stay for with the us. opportunity, guys. Of course. You got to stay with us, though, because we're going to have you to tell us um, two people 50 bucks. Should we go into it, David? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'd say let's start, let's start it off. What do you what do you got for us, Barry? I happen to love Chinese food, which a lot of people do in Chicago. And I go I like to go to Double Happiness in Delmar. Mm -hmm. And I love the cashew chicken. Awesome. Super. I'll need to definitely go check that out, especially because I we just don't have enough good Chinese food here. So I'm yeah, definitely yeah. gonna go there. I right, agree. Marie. We've missed you. Where, where have you eaten in your exciting uh, time off? Anywhere cool? Oh, you're muted. Uh oh, you're muted. 
Sorry. Okay. Muted editor. Okay. I'm back on. <laughs> so I, um, I went to Santa Barbara for a few days and it is so peaceful. It was my first time there. I can, I totally see why, um, Harry and Megan decided to settle there uh, instead of, instead of London. It's just an amazing, uh, city. So I had probably some of the best Spanish food ever at a small restaurant there called, um, Loquita. So they're patatas bravas. Instead of just being chopped potatoes that are deep fried, it comes out in this deep fried um, loaf that's sliced. So it's like you're getting this um, fluffy fried um, potato cake. And they have three different kinds of paella. They have a squid and seafood one, one with chicken and chorizo. And it's just, it's, they come out with the big platter and then they scrape the rice at the bottom. It is fantastic. So if you're going on a short trip, uh, Loquita in Santa Barbara. Love it. I love Santa Barbara. I haven't been there in forever, but I will definitely check it out. Beautiful place. Mr. Troy Johnson, how about you? All right. Uh, I'm basically going to give a shout out to uh, the the part of our convoy story that didn't get included in our main feature cover story for this new issue, which I love. I love the whole thing that you did, Marie, and that the whole staff did. Um, we did a feature on the history of convoy. We did the feature on the future of convoy. Um, we did some as told to from longtime business owners um, about their experiences there, a list of 25 dishes um, that you should try. Um, and for me, I have to give, I interviewed O'Brien's Pub. O'Brien's is, you know, a an American British pub in the middle of a beautiful Asian food scene, you know. And every like Asian business owner that I talked to said, "Have you talked to O'Brien's? You talked? To, have you talked to Tyson Blake over O'Brien's?" And I'm like, God, to be quite honest with you, I was doing a, you know, a, a, a as told to story about, you know, how. Asian culture really, you know, found a footing and created a scene. And I'm like, I don't know if an American pub um, and, you know, works in this story. So I didn't include it. Um, and I, but I did a long conversation with the owner, Tyson Blake, and he was the sweetest dude. And, and just, and him and Tom Nickel, who are the co-owners right now, you know, have really been absolutely essential in helping that whole neighborhood grow. Um, and, you know, he talked to any um, of the, uh, restaurant owners there and they will point to Tyson especially during the pan during the pandemic you know there are some restaurant owners over in convoy that didn't speak great English and they would go to Tyson and Tyson would help them out with their PPP paperwork and everything else and he's just been a friend so I went over there though and got the story of how they came to be it really was like the first place where craft beer took off in San Diego because all you had was brew pubs all you had was breweries selling their own beer at their warehouses and there's only a couple bars that really decided to put all those different beers on tap and O'Brien's is one of them and that really catalyzed the entire industry them and Churchill's and San Diego Beer Company I have a story up about it on the feed right now and kind of like their backstory um, but I would just say go straight to O'Brien's it's a great pub ask for Tyson because he's a sweetheart of a dude get the birthday bacon um, which is absolutely like beer braised thick cut bacon that they do really well with like a nice relish up top. It's a really well-balanced dish, surprisingly. Um, just a fantastic place. I'd call it also the San Diego home of anything Russian River. Yes, they helped launch Russian River. They launched Russian River and O'Brien's. I mean, Pliny the Elder was launched in San Diego at O'Brien's. Yep, it's it's great place. So I'm only like, I think like two and a half years, maybe three years late to the game on one. 
Um, but I went and I got brunch at Morning Glory the other That's day. Right. I saw that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, you know, it's got the crazy way. It's super busy. But I was like, I have to experience this for myself. And obviously, the build out being a CH project is phenomenal. It's a completely beautiful. There's some weird computer eyeball thing that like moves around and stares at you and is strange. But um, I, I'll be honest, I went in with pretty low expectations on the food. I wasn't expecting to be wowed and I was actually wowed with everything I got. So we got the um, souffle pancakes, which is, you know, kind of exactly what it sounds like. So it's not like a really, really uh, bready, heavy pancake. It's like very, really fluffy and they give actual real Vermont maple syrup. I'm assuming it's Vermont. I'm going to just say that, but it's real maple syrup. It's not the, it's not the fake stuff and uh, super, super nice. But then, I'm like, all right, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to go all out. I got the lobster omelet and uh, then topped it with caviar. And, you know, it's like an omelet is like one Two thing. Two people, $7,000. <laughs> yeah, you're one to talk, Mr. French Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, it's like, you know, it's like the, I, I wasn't concerned about the uh, lobster being overcooked or something being wrong with the caviar, but I typically don't order omelets anywhere because I think too many places mess them up. It's not done right. Like, I hate it when my omelet has any kind of browning on the top of it, because that basically means it was burnt. This was cooked to perfection. Like, it was so perfectly cooked, like, nice and fluffy and still kind of souffléed and a zero French browning. Omelet. Yes. Okay. Is it a French? Is that what it is? I believe it's a French omelet, because I believe the chef made a big show of teaching all of his staff how to do a perfect French omelet, which is basically shake, 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 turn. And then as soon as it's barely done, it's out. Yeah. Well, it, he, he taught them right because it was done amazingly. And then I had a super, super delicious cocktail called the cucumber cup. It's uh, just basically some gin, some lime cucumber it has a horseradish brine in it and then topped with like salt and pepper. It made for an absolutely wonderful Saturday morning. That sounds delicious. That is one of my favorite places in town, too. Uh, Marie, I'm so glad that you're back. Good to see you again, dude. It's good to see you guys. And I can't wait to see you both in person, Troy. I don't think I've seen you since um, Halloween or before the holidays. It's been a while. Oh, my God. It has been. When was the last time we did the Hotel Del Coronado podcast? I don't even remember. Was that seven years ago? Yeah, it was like, yeah, 1936. Um, <laughs> Mary, uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you for creating 500 jobs in the 80s for San Diego people who love good pizza. Thank you for creating the ultimate chip of the pandemic. Thank you for still creating great bread and food at Milton's, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're, I, I thank you for having me on. All right, Barry and uh, David and Marie. Um, good to see you guys, and we'll we'll be back in person. I can't wait to see you guys next week. We'll Thank see you all next so week. All right, Thank bye you, guys. Barry.